0: everybody! A few days ago we learned the four cornerstone bricks of rhythm. Ta, ta di, takadimi, and takida. In this special bonus episode we're gonna take some time to figure out how we can actually deconstruct these four cornerstone bricks. And this will give us 20 unique smaller rhythm bricks that you can use interchangeably throughout this podcast and through your entire musical career. Let's get to it. I love till I die. You know, I thought it'd be fun to actually share a different part of that song that I'm using for the theme. Um, I basically decided to make a Renaissance metal cover of a song written by Henry VIII that's a very popular renaissance song, and I think it just translates really well to metal. Now, you probably noticed that throughout this show I've been referring to rhythm as bricks. And that kinda originates from my love of Legos and Kobe's, which is like this Polish Lego company that makes World War II sets. I highly recommend them. But anyway, I don't know, I mean really at the end of the day, rhythm is nothing more than a bunch of interchangeable little building blocks or bricks. And when you master those, you can really do a lot with rhythm. You could internalize those 20 or so building blocks and then you just get to the point where you don't really have to think about rhythm all that much anymore. There will just come a point where you just hear something and automatically can just recreate the rhythm unless it's like some super complex song. We're going to kill two birds with one stone. First, we're going to review what the four cornerstone rhythm bricks are, but two, we're also going to just do a tiny bit of practice together of how the structure of the call and response of this episode is going to work. I'm going to count you in with two clicks. Each measure is going to be four beats long, and you'll be able to hear that when you hear the bass drum kick. The tambourine is what you're going to be listening for. I'm going to sing and play the rhythm on the tambourine. You're going to sing it back. Then I'm just going to play the tambourine on its own so you could hear what music sounds like in its natural setting. And then you're going to sing back the Takadimi rhythm. We're going to go through and review those four essential rhythm blocks. And then I'm just going to use the high reverb internal voice uh, to pretend to be you. So you should be following the, the reverb voice. Let's go to it. The first brick was TA. Remember that TA will always be on the main beat. So if a measure has four beats, then that's going to be like what we're about to do. TA 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 Now we're going to look at the next essential brick which is ta di. Ta di also known as eighth notes. Also you could think of it as you could fit two hits within one beat. Ta di 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 If you recall with Rhythm, I said that we're going to focus on the starting points, which means you're actually always free to not play anything, which is also called taking a rest. Well, ta-di doesn't mean you have to play both hits. It's just saying you can fit two hits within one beat. So what does it sound like if we don't play ta, but only play D? Let's try it out. Ta, D, 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 ta, D. Ta, D, ta, D, ta, D, You'll notice that I whispered the TA, just to kind of act as a placeholder. So that's it. We took a core building block of TA-DI, and now we split it up into two different building blocks. There's TA, which you'll notice actually is just a repeat of TA as a quarter note, Uh, but the new unique one is D. Now let's look at the mother of all building blocks of rhythm, TA-KA-DI-MI. Let's do it. Taka dimmi, taka dimadimi, taka dim. Taka deimi, taka de me, taka de me, taka dim. Taka dim, taka deimi, taka de me, taka de me. So just like ta di, at first glance you might think we have to play all four hits of a sixteenth note, but we don't. We're actually free to cut out any of the four n- hits in Takadimi. Let's see what happens if you remove the me and you're just left with Takadi. Now we're gonna remove the D, and we're just gonna be left with ta-ka-ti-mi. If you remove the Ka. You'll be left with ta k, di me. Now if you remove the ta, you're going to be left with ka di me just like TA-D before, it's a little bit harder at first because the strong beat on TA is missing, which means you now have to kinda do a ghost TA in order to feel the main central beat, but then to skip it, and then to play these other side rhythms. Takes a little bit getting used to, but it's not too hard, especially once you're connected to the central beat, which this podcast hopefully helped you with. Now let's remove the D me and we'll be left with ta ka. And if you remove the two edges, the ta and the mi, you're going to end up with ta, ka, di. Now, if you remove the first two, ta-ka, you'll be left with di-mi, ta-ka, di-mi. one of my favorites if you remove the two middle pieces you're going to be left with ta and me Now you can actually remove the ka and mi and you'll be left with ta di. And that would be ta di mi ta di mi ta di mi. But ta di is the same exact thing as just eighth notes. Ta di ta di ta di ta di. So I'm not going to really redo the overlapping ones, but just be aware that yeah, there is some overlap between these four cornerstone rhythm bricks. There is actually a time and place for actually thinking of it in terms of ta ka But that's something we could specifically answer later on. That actually would become really relevant in my guitar strumming course, which, wink-wink-nudge-nudge, nudge, will be coming out pretty soon. These next few are actually the hardest of the Takadimi rhythm bricks. Uh, and the reason for that is because now you're removing three out of the four hits, so you only have to play one hit. You're going to find, then, that the timing is a little challenging at first. But the solution to that is having a really solid foundation of feeling the central beat. And one of the best ways to get the foundation is just to nod along, or to count along. Now, again, if you remove ka, di, and mi, you're left with ta, which is exactly the same thing as a quarter note, ta. Ta. Now, the possible difference is maybe it doesn't last as long as a quarter note might last, but again, since we're doing the starting point mentality, you can just kind of change the length of the notes based on what you're feeling. So we're not going to worry about that too much. Now, if you remove the TA, KA, and the ME, you're just left with D, which you'll notice we did earlier in this episode. So we'll skip that, and we'll skip to what happens if you remove TA, D, and me. You'll be left with Ka, which is a little bit hard to time, but just follow along. Again, that one's actually a lot easier if you really just kind of nod your head on the TA and then you can feel that KA come in right afterwards. Practice will fix that, don't worry. Finally, if we remove TA-KA-D, we're just left with ME, which sounds like this. It actually has the same exact effect as D has, from the broken eighth note, but this one's just faster. I like to think of that one as a hiccup. So look at that! We just broke down Takadimi, and we ended up with 16 total building blocks of rhythm, but there's really actually only 12 of them that are unique. Now, if you take a single beat and subdivide it by 3 instead of 4, you end up with Taki Da, which we did. Let's review. Now, if you remove the Ta, you'll be left with key da. Sounds like a waltz, really. If you remove the key, you're gonna end up with ta, Da, which is a essential triplet building block. And if you remove the third hit on Da, you're going to end up with Takita. Now, if you remove ki and da, you're left with ta, which again, is just a repeat of what a quarter note would sound like, so we're not going to really do that one. Next, if you remove ta and ki, you're left with da. And finally, if you remove TA and DA, you're just left with key. And with that, We just went through all of the essential building blocks of rhythm. So really from here, all we're going to do for the entirety of the rest of this entire show is we're just going to be mix and matching these 22 bricks of rhythm, or we're just simply not going to be playing anything also called resting. And that's actually where a lot of the uniqueness of music is going to come in. In fact, let me play you a video from the rhythm course that I was going to make that's gonna talk about this topic. So we have previously learned that you can add space and pauses to the six core rhythm building blocks in order to create over 20 new unique building blocks. And we just learned that measures can be stacked together to create cohesive musical thoughts or musical sentences or musical phrases. They're all the same thing. Are you now ready to combine these two concepts together? Because this is where the real magic of unique rhythm creation happens. Right now, where you stand, working with these building blocks, you probably feel as if something has to occur on every single beat. And that would result in a busy sounding rhythm, or melody, such as something like this. You'll notice I had some building block happening on every single ta. And that's great. But now that we know that rhythm can actually occur over multiple bars to form a musical sentence, this opens up a huge possibility. That possibility is for us to use space and to play nothing at all or to let one note last for multiple beats. Something does not actually need to happen on every single ta or every single beat. Now, of course, an effective song will be a, a mix of both busy rhythms and spaced out rhythms. So let's actually observe the song that I made here together. So we're mainly going to focus on the rhythm of the main melody. So here's what that melody would sound like with all the other instruments. Now that actually sounds pretty awesome. It creates a very specific effect. It's very fun, it's very bouncy. But let's say maybe I want to balance it out for the verse. So now, even though I have a pretty busy background section, I'm gonna put a melody on it that actually creates an eight bar musical sentence instead of just that four bar. So here's what this sounds like with a eight bar musical sentence for the verse, ready? so now I wanna only focus on the pure rhythmic starting points of this melody, which you'll see down here below. This is what it sounds like without melody just with a tambourine hit, and it's gonna be counted like this. Ta, 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 ta 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 so if you just look at the little dashes above me you can just see the difference in these rhythms here one is very the one on the bottom is very busy with something occurring on every beat but the one above is twice as long and has a ton of empty space now both effects are very desirable And in fact, I'm gonna use both of these effects to create a full song, so let's listen. Next up, I'm gonna give you a full Takadimi call and response exercise to help you practice this important concept of knowing that you don't actually need to place one of our building blocks on every single beat, and rather, the true uniqueness of rhythm is going to come from experimenting with space across the whole building block of the musical phrase. Have a lot of fun with this. Mm So I hope that segment really helped you see that um, most actual rhythm is really just splicing together these different building blocks. And I hope you kind of see that it's okay to not place a building block on every single beat of a measure. In fact, most songs don't do that. And that's where you're really going to get the uniqueness in your music. But don't worry, I'll train you to do that along the way of this podcast. All you have to do is repeat after me. That's all I have for you in this episode. I bet you're all about to get pretty close to work by now. I hope you all have a blessed week. Can't wait for the next episode where we're going to talk about the musical alphabet and why you don't need it. Hey, my pets are Please leave a rating on this show if you got some value out of today's episode. It helps other busy bards discover this podcast, which means one day I'll be able to keep making these shows for you. Be sure to search up busy bards on Instagram for updates behind the scenes and other general shenanigans. Have a good day.